Hello and welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup for the best events happening in and around Oxford. That was Jim Haig playing Soldier's Joy. We'll hear more from Jim in a little bit. Today's date is Wednesday the 6th of January 2016 and joining me today are Orla and Mike. Happy New Year. Hooray. What have you guys got? I'll be talking about fruit trees, storytelling and awards-worthy cinema this week. Uh, I've got stagecoaches, traditional folk and photography. And I've got Morris dancers, rule-breaking pensioners and unearthed treasures. But to kick us off, Mike's got our Oxford fact. Yeah, so hopefully lots of people have been making some fun New Year's resolutions. Have you guys got any? No. No. <laughs> also, enough. I don't think resolutions should start until February. Yeah. January's too sad. Oh, it's a bit of a buffer after Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Not going to die straight in. <laughs> well, lots of people are giving up drinking for dry January, um, which is a fairly popular thing at the moment. And quite a tenuous link to this week's Oxford fact is um, stuff about the Mitre, uh, which is the pub on High Street at the corner of Tail Street. So that's been there for ages and ages. The original inn was uh, started around 1300, but because of its position on High Street and kind of the large hotel above it, it was a major coaching inn for Oxford. And so it was kind of the stop-off point for the Oxford-London coach, which went three times a week uh, for a pound each way. And so the stables for that were, if you remember the old Till Bar, which was on Till Street. I loved the Till. Yeah, so that's where the stables for the Mitre originally were. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so it kind of pops up again now and then. So in 1928, they revived it for a month before realising that no one actually wanted travel by coach. Um, but I would definitely do that. They should do it again. Yeah, well, it happened two years ago in 2014. Uh, they did the route from London to Oxford. It takes eight hours. Wow. Oh, that's long. Yeah, okay. long time in a bumpy coach. But Maybe no, it... one way and then get the Oxford tube back or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it might come around soon again. On to the events for this week, I had a quick chat with Jim Hay from Cry Havoc Morris Dancers and asked him how long it takes to learn each dance. Well, that varies. To some extent, it, it, it depends on just how much of any kind of dancing you've done before and how much you're used to moving within your own body and that sort of thing. Many people, and I include myself in this initially, had no kind of dance education when we were young. I I think this is particularly true of men. And are just not really used to moving your body in in any kind of predefined path or to a particular rhythm. It took me, let me see, November, December, January, February, it took me about four months to learn to do two dances to a semi-presentable standard. Okay. In fact, I'm probably sort of in the average there we've had people turn up who've had done another sort of dance who will practically pick up a dance in the space of an evening which is very depressing (laughs) (laughs) okay and other people it takes longer luckily the good thing about Cotswold Morris is there's really only two basic steps that you have to get the hang of and one of those is a skip. Oh, <laughs> that should be nice and easy then. <laughs> so, absolutely. So, actually, you don't have to conquer too much. Mm-hmm. Although we do dances from the traditions of different villages, they do have a fair amount in common. And in particular, you'll find that once you, for example, you know one dance from Bampton, you've probably got most of the basic building blocks you need to do other dances in the Bampton tradition. Basically, I would expect, if anybody would care to come and join us now and we'd love to see you 
Thursday afternoons, WI Hall, Botley. Great bit of exercise, gentle exercise, and shed those New Year pounds. I would expect that you'd be able to do one or possibly two dances by the time May comes round to a to a standard where we'd be quite happy to stick you in some bells and push you out in front of the general public. And cry havoc lets anyone in, <laughs> it seems, from what you've said. <laughs> oh, we, we, we are delighted to welcome absolutely anybody. Yes, no previous dancing experience Fantastic. necessary. When people think of Morris dancers, they do sometimes think of it just being a male preserve. This is emphatically not true. Most of Cry Havoc are in fact women. It just so happens I can make it along here and the rest of them can't. (laughs) We would love to see anybody, any age, any standard. Our youngest member at the moment is 15 and we have active members right into retirement. Listen to the full interview on the Oxcast Extra where you can find out more about the origins of the group, where you can see them perform next and even a musical demonstration of an English concertina. If you're interested in joining Cry Havoc, why not head down to the WI at Botley at 7.30 on Thursdays and it's totally free. If that's whet your appetite for folk stuff, then there's a concert on Saturday, uh, which is the Moonrakers at the uh, Wesley Memorial Church. They're quite a traditional folk group, so they have a Celtic harp, fiddle voice and guitar and ukulele and whistle. But they're only four people, so multi-talented guys. Is somebody playing the flute and whistle and ukulele all at once? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so their music draws from kind of all British and Irish folk traditions, really. But in terms of nature of the ensemble, they play in a kind of older, more traditional style. Um, So if you're a fan of kind of very hardline traditional folk, it's probably for you. Um, they actually do loads of gigs around Oxford, um, and they also, look at their website, you can commission tunes from them for weddings and anniversaries <laughs> and stuff, so that's quite a fun idea. Mm. Um, but no, they're very experienced, and they always give a good concert, so that's at the Wesmem on Saturday at 7.30 and costs £10. Now, at the Earth Trust Centre in Little Whitnam, near Abingdon, uh, you can learn how to take care of your fruit trees with a one-day course this Sunday. Uh, so anyone who's got some in their back garden or nearby that you just sort of nick the apples from or something, uh, you can learn how to take care of them and maybe get a bumper crop next season. It starts at 10 o'clock and you'll be taught what to do and you'll get some hands-on experience in the orchard there as well. And it goes on till 4 o'clock, costs £30, and you can find booking details at earthtrust.org.uk. How many crops do you think it would take to... Um, back that £30. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to equate it in my head. <laughs> I was once given a load of apples by a lady on the bus who had way too many. Oh, that's really nice. Mm. Made a crumble. There was a house on uh, Retro Road for a bit that every day they'd put a new box of apples outside. Oh. Mm. Yeah. On to theatre happening this week. Gangster Granny is coming to the new theatre from Tuesday until Saturday. This is the David Williams book, right? Yes, the David Williams children's book, which uh, the BBC turned into a film last year. It's actually available on iPlayer at the moment, Mm. and it was a lot of fun. I didn't actually see it, but was it worth watching then? Yeah, I'd say that, yeah, Gangster Granny is worth watching. So this projection is being put on by the Birmingham Stage Company and the producers of Horrible Histories on Stage. And the story is about a boy called Ben who every Friday has to go stay with his boring granny who feeds him lots of cabbage (laughs) in different forms. But what Ben doesn't know is that his gran has a secret life as a cat burglar. (laughs) By rooting around in a biscuit tin, he finds something that changes his opinion on his granny and her life. Mm. It's, it's very good. 
Do they end up coming together over it and then they've become much closer? Yes, he takes up a life of crime. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So it's definitely worth a watch. It looks like a lot of fun. That's Gangster Granny at the New Theatre from Tuesday until Saturday. Times sort of vary throughout the week and it starts at £19.40. You can find full theatre listings and many other events on dailyinfo.co.uk. You can also check out our beta site, which is at beta.dailyinfo.co.uk and let us know what you think. If you fancy a new pub to visit in Oxford, then check out our extensive pub and bar listings. We've had a review for the Cowley Road cookbook, so have a read of the review and see if there are any interesting recipes for cabbage. Mm-hmm. So the Northwall Arts Centre, which is on South Braid, um, we kind of know it for concerts and shows and things. And it's great, right, because it's, you know, this old swimming pool converted into a theatre. But they also do exhibitions, and there's usually one on. People go in during concerts and in the intervals and things and go, oh, well, that's quite pretty. But they're actually quite carefully curated. So there's a new one called Identity and Individualism by K.B. Bashara. Uh, he's a fairly young photographer. that He's got a lot of skill, actually, but he's still developing. He's based in London and Doha and sort of everywhere in between. And this exhibition is a series of uh, black and white photos which tackle the social perceptions towards the less fortunate with an emphasis on beauty and the rough and the kind of basics of humanity. He only really shoots people and portraits and things, so he has quite a good skill of bringing out small details and focusing very much on the subject of the photo. And yeah, so I think this one's going to be fairly good. I haven't seen any photos from it because he's quite secretive, I think. Mm. But um, it looks it looks like it's going to be good. So head on down, either to go and see it in your lunch break or something, or you know go and see a show as well. Mm. Um, so that's the Northwell Arts Centre, and it's running from Tuesday, twelfth of January to Friday, the twenty ninth, and it's free. And there's a really nice little show that's on next week at the Burton Taylor uh, that I found. It's called Rove and it's described as a show for anyone who has ever tried to untangle a family anecdote or wish they knew more about where they come from. Um, so it's a show by Jay Fergus Evans who presents this show sort of as a storytelling, um, telling the story of his family and it's accompanied with uh, live folk music from Rhiannon Armstrong and reviews have called it a show that's um, moving and atmospheric and it, it just looks really nice and part of the description of the show is him trying to explain or figure out where this song that his mother used to sing him that her father used to sing to her came from. Anyway, it sounds really cool. It's on at the Burton Taylor on Tuesday and Wednesday next week at 7.30. Tickets at £10 and £8 concessions. Have you got any family anecdotes that you'd like to find out the truth behind? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so there's one in my family, um, which may or may not be true. Uh, so the legend is that my family lived on one of the Shetland Islands, and because it's very hard to live up there, all the sheep kept blowing off the island and stuff. <laughs> the children decided to leave and go and find work somewhere else. So apparently they all got on a boat and then sailed to Sunderland at sort of the age of 16 and then set up shop there. But it doesn't sound like it's true because that'd be that's quite a long way to sail. Do they bring their sheep with them? I hope so. No, they're all blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of digging up family history, the Oxford Archaeological Society are putting on a lecture to explore the archaeological investigations which are happening under the Westgate Shopping Centre. So the talk is being hosted by Ben Ford, who is the Senior Project Manager for Oxford Archaeological Society, and he also works for Historic Royal Palaces. So he knows his stuff. Now, they've split off the archaeological dig into eight areas. One of the areas is looking at a 19th century housing development. Another couple of areas are looking at streams. There's a 13th century Greyfriars 
monastery which they're digging up. I think they're finding a few graves and things. Mm. And possibly they're looking at a site which might contain an Iron Age village. Now they found a few interesting bits and pieces. So there's the usual sort of bottles and boots and coins, but they've also got uh, pipes, loads of them, and a creepy doll's face. Ooh. So yeah, it's definitely going to this talk for the creepy doll. <laughs> So if you want to find out more about what's happening and what they found, why not go to the lecture, which is happening on Tuesday at 6pm at Oxford Castle Unlocked, and it's totally free. Okay, now for a bit of cinema. Um, so the Magdalen Street Odeon in Oxford has just started doing parent and baby screenings. So you've been able to go to these at the Phoenix and the UPP um, for quite a while now, but Odeon are joining in the game as well. Um, so I'm just going to do like a little roundup of what you can see this week if you're going along with a... Usually it's an under one-year-old they let you in with and babies are allowed to kind of cry and have their nappy changed and no, no one else is going to complain because everyone's in the same boat. So so tomorrow you could see Carol at the UPP with their baby club. That's on at 12.30. And then next week, on Tuesday the 12th, you can see The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 at Morden Street's Newbies, which is what they're calling it. Or on Wednesday, you can see Star Wars at the Phoenix with their big screen. Or if you'd like to see a screening where people aren't screaming in the screen as well, Joy, The Hateful Eight and The Danish Girl are all going to be in the cinemas this week. They've already all picked up Golden Globe nominations and will likely pick up BAFTA and Oscar nominations soon too. I think BAFTA nominations are out on Friday, by the way. So Joy is David O. Russell's latest film with Jennifer Lawrence. He's made a couple with her already, Silver Linings Playbook and American Hustle. And in a Jennifer Lawrence plays uh, Joy Mangano, who was the inventor of the Miracle Mop. And she's this incredible matriarch uh, who just won't let anything get in her way to success and ends up sort of finding success on QVC with her mop and then goes on to um, have another hundred patents and a huge business and makes millions and millions of dollars. But Jennifer Lawrence is amazing in it. So that's on at George Street View and Phoenix this week. The Hate Flight is Quentin Tarantino's latest film that Peter Bradshaw at The Guardian has called his masterpiece and in a five-star review, which is quite exciting. That's going to be on at the Odeon George Street and The View, but not anywhere else. So there was a bit of a distribution dispute, uh, which means the film won't be showing in any Sydney World's picture houses or Curzon cinemas. So yeah, you can only see it at the Odeon's and View. Then The Danish Girl, which stars Alicia Vikander and Eddie Redmayne, both of whom have been nominated for their performances uh, in the Golden Globes. That's about the lives of painters Lily Elber and Gerda Wengener, um, Lily being uh, one of the first known recipients of a sex reassignment surgery. And that looks incredible as well. All of the, It's a really good time for cinema, or to go to cinema, because all of these amazing films for people touting for Oscar nominations come out now, because apparently Oscar voters don't have a very long memory and can't remember <laughs> back to the rest of the year. They can only remember two weeks before and after Christmas. But yeah, those are on all this week, and uh, there'll be loads more good ones coming out soon as well. So Orla is currently completing her top 10 list of films for 2015. I've got to 12 so far. I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting it down. I'll get there soon. But uh, if you want to read that or add your own, then see it on the website, dailyinfo.co.uk. You can also submit your own uh, lists of your favourite films from 2015 um, or reviews of anything else that you've been to recently, again, on dailyinfo.co.uk. And make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And now Vine at Daily Info Oxford. To play us out, it's Jim again playing Seven Stars. <laughs>